Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It's a big time in the world of sports, which means a big time in the business of sports. And to give us some insight, we bring in our business sports insider, sports business consultant and analyst and Harvard Law School visiting expert, our buddy Rick Harrow joins us here on CBS Sports Radio. How are you, Ricky? I don't know. I'm a little I'm a little wistful. I've got half the vaccine done. The other half is February eighth, the day after the Super Bowl. And I've decided to stop my Super Bowl attending streak at twenty two. I just think I'm gonna stay home and watch it and watch the commercials and uh just get excited about uh watching it from South Florida. I was gonna uh, say now wait a minute. Away. Aren't you a South Florida guy? You're a Florida guy. You actually could have driven. You wouldn't have had to get on a plane. Oh no, I'd, I'd have been able to drive and been able to, you know, go into the uh, to the press areas. I, I I don't know about the press areas. Uh, you know, this, <laughs> this this time of this time of year with everybody there, some of them for the first time. That's that's what I'm a little worried about too. And by the way, the tickets I I'm, I could have figured out the tickets, but you know they're going for about thirteen grand a piece, which is unbelievable. Damn. Now, that hasn't dropped off because uh, it does make some sense because they're a limited number because they're not going to have anywhere near a full stadium, which I say good on the NFL. And good for them in that they are giving away a a good number of those tickets for first responders, medical personnel, and the like. I know it's a PR move, but when you do something that's right, that helps people and acknowledges some people who have done a damn good job, I can never fault uh, an entity like the NFL for doing something like that. No, and it's, you know, just because it's called a PR move, it doesn't make it wrong, as you just said. Uh, when you think of 7,500 tickets and the face value on those average about 2,500, uh, they're going to let all 32 teams have a process to distribute some to their first-line responders. About 19 or $20 million face value itself that the NFL doesn't recoup. You know, they make billions, so they're not going to miss it. But it was a good thought when you consider – that restricts the supply. Uh, everybody from Tampa wants to be part of history. So that's a big deal. And the tickets themselves will be astronomical, plus economic impact, not as big, not as many people traveling because of COVID. And also, you know, half the fans are 
are basically home fans, although it's a corporate event anyway. And most of the corporations have chosen not to activate, uh, not to spend a lot of money this year and sit it out and wait for the new opening of SoFi Stadium next year for Super Bowl 56. That's where I was going next. Uh, the Super Bowl advertising to uh, CBS's credit, they get them all sold by kickoff. And I know there are still some left this week, which is an anomaly. Usually they're sold out by sometime in the fall, and they're still holding a couple of spots heading into Super Bowl week. Uh, but they didn't move off their asking price of over $5.5 million for 32nd. A bunch of their long-time, big-time spenders in the NFL have decided to sit it out for varying reasons. I know Bud is uh, uh, donating a lot of money for uh, uh, COVID relief. Pepsi and Coke also decided to pass. What do we read into the fact that they've still got spots left in Super Bowl week? Was that to be expected in our first-ever pandemic Super Bowl? Yeah, it was, and it's not. Uh, I, I don't think we should panic because they're going to get those spots sold and they'll they'll sell them this year and everybody's jousting about where the placement is you know usually beginning of the second half uh opening kickoff those are all big time spots Uh, later in the game you know those can be great but let's also remember that those could be terrible in a blowout so you know you never know and so the last minute spots are the ones that are the highest risk and corporations not just spending the money to do the 30 seconds, but to put the commercials together. We know Huggies has uh, kind of a new, like, uh, fun one. Uh, hopefully everybody's going to be soft. We're, you know, tired of all the political turbulence. And, you know, I will say that when you look at Super Bowl ads, it's a lot different because, again, we're not activating. The corporations will not have a presence in Tampa. We're going to watch them on TV, but a lot of companies are saying, well, if we're not going to have a lot of our people there, then we're not going to spend a lot of money this budget time, and that includes the ads. Uh, but they'll be okay. We're not we're not going to hold a bake sale for the NFL, to be sure. Fair enough. Uh, one last Super Bowl question. Uh, they will play the game, and somebody's going to win. And somebody's going to be the winning quarterback. The phrase that I've been using is this, the potential passing of the torch from the GOAT, greatest of all time, uh, Tom Brady, to a guy who may be the only one who I can see on my radar right now who could take a run at Brady's throne over the next decade plus, and that would be Patrick Mahomes. One or two of those guys is going to win. Chances are if they, their team wins the game, they're going to have had a very big game. Who's potentially going to make more money off a win in endorsements and advertising, whatever way that you can generate funds, not playing between the lines after it's over and done with Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes, who's got more Avenue ad uh, advertising generating power after winning the Super Bowl. Well, Mahomes is young. You know, he's, 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 he's broken through on a lot of these commercials. The State Farm, all of the different commercials of his are funny. Uh, he is charismatic. He has a following. And he may be the best quarterback uh, uh, alive today, except for the other one. <laughs> so, listen, the other one, seven rings, more than any other franchise, uh, two different teams, including one that hadn't sniffed the playoffs until he came in, photogenic, uh, married to a model. Listen, I wouldn't mind representing either one. And, of course, uh, just because of age, 
Mahomes has a little more upside potential, and Brady's made a lot of it already. But I, I wouldn't bet against Tom Brady for the next two or three or four years. That's just amazing. And in my world, we're comparing it to, like, George Blanda, who most people don't remember. But when you're in your late 40s and you're playing football, that's something special. And going back to the Super Bowl, and may be able to walk off with that seven ring. Rick Harrow, our guest, Sports Insider, here with us on CBS Sports Radio. All right, staying with TV, but moving away from the Super Bowl, where CBS will be hosting it this year, not NBC. And NBC is shuttering its NBC Sports Network, their cable sports outlet. What does that mean to sports broadcasting industries? Are there trends that we should be looking for going forward from this? What does NBC Sports shutting its doors mean? Well, they're shutting part of their doors. So, you know, this is the national network like FS1, like CBS Sportsnet, that is the uh, direct competitor, they thought, to ESPN. But the real money makers are the regional networks, especially with the old Fox, now Sinclair, now Bally's and NBC, where the rights for basketball, baseball, and hockey are tied into the local networks, NBC Sports Washington, Boston, Chicago, Northern California, uh, etc. And those are still open. And after the Olympics, they're shutting the national one just because of budget, but they'll funnel as much as they can into those regional networks and still making money off of the uh, basketball, hockey, and baseball teams that they have the rights to. So they're not shutting it all, but it's budget. It's COVID, it's budget, it's figuring out how to cut as many costs as you can, survive, and then move on. Speaking of COVID and budget and NBC, pretty soon they're going to have to make a decision on whether they're going to get the rescheduled Olympics in here in 2021. They were supposed to happen in 2020, and they rightfully shut it down. Kudos to everyone involved in that, the Olympic Committee, NBC, everybody else. They made the right decision, and they pushed it back by a year. Well, the summer's going to be here before we know it. We see certain things trending in the right direction with the vaccine, but it isn't like the uh, coronavirus has gone away. When does NBC slash the Olympic Committee have to make a final decision and say, yes, all things are a go. We're going to have the Olympics this summer. Boy, you know, it's an interesting comment because when we had the decision to postpone, everybody thought that it was going to be a no-brainer that by July of 2021, everything would be back to normal or at least trending in that direction. And unfortunately, we're not there, although the protocol they're putting in place that you have to have had a non uh, a, a negative COVID test. And now they may require vaccines for people that are going. If you're going to have crowdless games, then you're going to think about what you do for next year. And why do you have it done? There may be staggering of certain of the events. Some might be the summer, some might be later of the Tokyo events. And also there's a lot of discussion now about pushing it back to 2022. Let's remember that the Winter Olympics are in Beijing in 2022, and then it would just be a few months later where you have the summer ones in Tokyo if you did it that way. And let's remember also years ago, we didn't skip the two years between summer and winter. You had them in the same calendar year. So it is possible. I don't have the answer to your question. Uh, Nobody does. And frankly, uh, the whole idea of this variant is a big deal right now because You know, vaccines seem to be 
uh, something you could measure. And now, how do you know when this South African variant is going to be a big deal? And while you know, I can make an argument as a lawyer that I know everything, I certainly don't know anything about doctoring. <laughs> That's why we have you on, because uh, neither do I. Rick Caro, our business right. insider, here with us on CBS Sports Radio. Um, at least they've got till summer. They've still got several months to be able to figure this out. Major League Baseball's got like several weeks now for the opening of spring training. Some major pushback in Arizona, the MLB Cactus League, which is a bunch of the mayors who are in charge of the stadiums where the Major League Baseball players train during spring training, suggested to Major League Baseball they think it would be better to be pushed back some because of outbreaks in Maricopa County down there in Arizona. Uh, Major League Baseball and the Players Association. It isn't a just uh, decision that Major League Baseball gets to make. They have to do it in conjunction with the Players Association. Has not really reacted to it yet, which means I read between the lines they still think they can get it started on time. When is this going to come to a head? Well, and when you say a few weeks, you know, pitchers and catchers in the normal course would be reporting in just a couple of weeks, uh, three weeks. And so... So it is it is very difficult. Florida here, you know, the governor's making a case that sports ought to be open for business, and they put the bubble together for the NBA and the WNBA, and the Super Bowl will have 20,000, which is not capacity, but it's not zero. So two very different approaches with two different states. Arizona's issue is with crowds where, you know, many of the teams, spring training, a lot of people come from California, but now because of COVID, you can't travel for leisure from California to Arizona. You just can't do it. And so there's a lot of issues about why not postpone. The bigger issue also is labor. You know, the players uh, rejected the universal DH and the 16-game playoff. That doesn't mean they won't do it. It's just they said, let's negotiate a bigger package. So, you know, Rob Manfred is trying to do the right thing. we got the labor issues and the economic issues. And then the one thing that he can't control is COVID. None of us can I do want to ask you about a note that I saw. ESPN is thinking about selling off their X Games. I think this week, as a matter of fact, the Winter X Games. Now, I'll readily admit that the X Games is not my cup of tea. Uh, It's probably an age thing with me these days, but I'll be truthful with you. It started 25 years ago when I should have been right in the X Games wheelhouse, and it didn't do much for me then either. I'm just not a snowboarder or a skateboarder or anything else. That's just uh, yours truly's lack of uh, broad sports imagination. But I would have thought that ESPN would have wanted to cling to that because it was their child. They started it. They got it going. And everyone seems to want to skew younger these days. And if that is the age group that the X Games still reaches, why would, the, why would ESPN be looking to sell off the rights of the X Games? Because you can probably get some significant dollars for it. And are there enough advertisers who are willing to stake it long term, you know, one of the big issues with advertising for X Games for millennials is that it's not the traditional blue blood advertising. That doesn't mean it's wrong or it's not the right product. It just means that you don't have the kind of the blue chip mega companies supporting it and the potential for it to be affected by things like COVID, uh, maybe even more because the corporations aren't strongly committed to it. So 
they may just be trolling. I mean, you never know what kind of property sales they're trying to do. Uh, and remember, ESPN's had some issues, too, as we know. They laid off a lot of people. And that uh, remember the uh, ESPN uh, uh, 3G, 4G? You know, we all have our TVs ready for, I guess it was uh, uh, 3G, 4G, and, and we're no G. So <laughs> it's like, you know, sometimes things work and sometimes they don't. I did see a note this week that the NHL was borrowing up to a billion dollars to help fund each of their 31 teams to get through a COVID type season. The NBA had already gone there, borrowed slightly less, but uh, upwards of three quarters of a billion dollars. What do we read into this? Is this really a troubling site? Is this just like standard business operation for everyone to get through the pandemic. Uh, we're sports fans, so we worry more about sports than anything else. How does this compare to what's going on in the rest of the economic world? Well, it, it, we shouldn't read anything into it other than, you know, Gary Bettman and, and Adam Silver being pretty nimble financially. And we have uh, the TV contracts, which are huge, and the banks are able to use those as collateral. And then the league, rather than requiring each team to go out and borrow themselves, is putting together this big structure where if they want to take advantage of it for cash flow so they don't have to fire their employees, they can get to it seasonally, they can use this fund and then pay it back over time. So, again, what we read into it is TV, uh, which is the kind of collateral behind this loan, big, big picture, is – bailing out these leagues anyway we knew that because the ratings are high enough and fans are not there but yet the sports continue to uh, struggle and, and get through hopefully this is the last year we have to worry about it all right regular thing uh on your 15 things to watch newsletter this week number seven just confounded me the Sports Innovation Lab released released a list of 25 of the most innovative teams in the world, with uh, European soccer teams dominating the top 10, uh, but a couple of uh, professional sports uh, teams in the uh, United States did crack the top 15, top 20. The Golden State Warriors and the Sacramento Kings, the Chicago Cubs were in there. Uh, but some very well-known teams like the New York Yankees not to be found. How the heck did the Sports Innovation Lab put together a list of the most innovative teams in the world? Well, Angela Ruggiero, who is a friend, Harvard Business School, uh, uh, woman hockey Hall of Famer, gold medalist, she put together uh, this entity, uh, and it's it's kind of a think tank for innovation, for newfangled technology, and there's a whole bunch of criteria on how you kind of think about uh, approaching technology and approaching broadband. All the stuff is pretty complicated, and they have this big formula. Um, and, you know, Man U, Barcelona, all the big European soccer teams have the money to do that. Uh, the Packers are in there, the, the Kings, uh, the Warriors, because Joe Lake, the owner of the Warriors, has, has been a a visionary as well. And, you know, the Cubs, because of Tom Ricketts, uh, they've been doing some things as far as technology is concerned. So I like the idea. I just wish the Cubs were innovative on how to figure out uh, 
had to hang on to a John Lester. Oh, too late. Too late. All right. So <laughs> too late, man. As a Cub fan, you know, you can do all that stuff you want to, but I am dying a death by a thousand cuts. That's you, all got that, you got that World Series win a couple of years ago. Make sure you always save that tape because it might be a while before you get to <laughs> yeah, watch another the one there. Right? Every hundred, every hundred, every hundred and eight years. <laughs> Rick, great stuff. Uh, enjoy the Super Bowl at home. Uh, unfortunately, you say 22-year streak going by the boards. That's all right. You'll start a new streak next year. And, oh, by the way, if the game gets boring, I get the shift next week here on CBS that gets to compete with the Super Bowl. I've never done oh, this boy. shift before. Should be a lot of fun. If the game gets boring, you know where to tune, buddy. Okay? That's a deal. Yeah, no, I will, I will uh, you know, go play basketball or something, and then I'll figure out how to tune you in. There you go. Uh, take take the right. old transistor radio out to the driveway and shoot some hoops. You got it. That's perfect. All right. Ricky, good stuff. Thanks always, buddy. All right, man. That is Rick Haro, our sports business consultant analyst, Harvard Law School visiting expert as well, here with us on CBS Sports Radio. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.